Welcome to 52 Weeks of Flow. This is a moving river podcast hosted by multifaceted entrepreneur and transformational coach Bia Marie Annie. In this podcast, we want to help you discover the concept of flow and show you ways to get into flow and how you can keep your life flowing. Hello, 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 and welcome to 52 Weeks of Flow, the podcast that delves into the depths of human potential and the transformative power of flow. My name is Bea Marie Anin, your guide on this transformative journey. And if you're watching us here on YouTube right now, then you could already see my amazing guest right there. Adrian Dyer is a nonfiction book coach and ghostwriter with a proven method for helping entrepreneurs from all walks of life write business books that hit bestseller lists and earn five-star reviews. After almost two decades writing for magazines and a decade as a content strategist, she turned to nonfiction, pouring everything she knows into her long-standing mission to lift women entrepreneurs into the limelight using the power of story. And I'm really excited to talk to her about all the things about storytelling and what comes with it. So welcome, Adrian. Thank you so much, Bea Marie. I'm really excited to be here today and talking about things related to flow and writing and how to blend those two together. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So let's dive right into the meat here. So yes. That's really funny that I say that since I'm a vegan. But anyway, <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, let's so dive into the salad. Let's <laughs> so, dive into the salad. Another vegetarian over here. <laughs> yes. All right. Wonderful. So yeah. you have a really, really um, b diverse background. You know, you're merging English literature and business, and yeah. you're helping entrepreneurs. You know, find their story in to to write their books. Can you share how you know writers flow? maybe enhances like both like the writing process and also impacts, you know, the, maybe the business narrative. Mm -hmm. You know, that is such an interesting question because I started off, you know, just being a kid who loved to love stories. And I was always the one kind of eavesdropping and, and wanting to know the backstory behind everything and what makes people tick. And I wanted to know where did they come from and how did they get here? And, and I, I wanted to hear, you know, those personal journeys and things like that, just, you know, from a really tiny age. And so I think, you know, I grew up thinking I'm going to be a novelist and I just want to be a writer and publish you know, creative books, creative fiction. Um, and then when I graduated university, I had a very boring government job. And so it was all business writing and, and finance stuff. And, you know, I've always been interested in science too. So I kind of have, you know, all those interests in those, I guess, fact-based things. But then I, I'm always just so focused on my heart and my soul and, and leading in that way. And um, when I had my first daughter, that's when I thought, you know what, this is my time. Because in Canada, we have year-long maternity leave. So, and it's paid about 60% of your salary gets paid and you get to stay home for the first 12 months with your baby. So I thought, this is the time I'm going to try to launch my writing career. And I was about 30 at the time. So um, I started freelancing for magazines and 
right off the bat, I started getting assignments that were actually paid advertorials. And so I had to write articles for local businesses that were paid content. So they were like an ad, essentially, but it needed to read like a interesting magazine article. And so I kind of found I just had a natural knack for that because I was so interested in the stories. And I just wanted to tell everybody, you know, when I find somebody doing something interesting, I just want everyone to know what all those cool things are that they're doing. And so people would say, when Adrian writes a story about me, my my sales go up. And I thought, this is really cool because I can actually help a business grow with my words. And they love doing that anyway. Um, and the creative side of things, I think, was, you know, at the time I was writing romance novels. I didn't publish any of them just for fun. Um, and I was really interested still in being a novelist. Um, but then I kind of had to make a living. So the, the novel writing took us, you know, a backseat and the business writing took over. But I think that that creativity was always there because I was telling people stories. So whether I was writing a novel where, where I was making the story up, or telling a real life story to me, you know, that creative aspect of it and that beautiful, um, the storytelling piece was always where I was most passionate. And so I think that was kind of like that natural blend. Um, and today, you know, ghostwriting books for people and being a book coach, it's all about, you know, being able to tell that story in much more in depth. The book is so much longer, of course, than, than an article for a magazine. So for me, it's like the culmination of all the marketing stuff that I've learned um, and that love of storytelling, it's just really blended and I get to go deep with each author and really just get to the heart of what makes them tick and what their passions are. And then we can capture all of that in a book. So yeah, to me, that's kind of how I blend that, that creative drive that I have for making up stories <laughs> and writing in that way and, and then telling non telling stories in, in a nonfiction format with that specific purpose then of helping, you know, increase visibility for authors and help them grow their businesses and do whatever it is that they, the, you know, the goals that they have for, for telling their stories. So yeah. And in, in a nutshell, I'm just a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you already touched upon this a little bit. Um, when somebody comes to you and says, Adrian, I want to write a book. What yeah. does that process then look like? Oh, yeah. It's really fun. We spend kind of the first month together really getting to the heart of, you know, who are you? What is it that what is the book purpose? What's the purpose for your reader? What is the, you know, your life's purpose? And how are we going to express that in the book, your mission, everything that drives you? And and what is it that led you to this point where you decided, I want to write a book? I want to share, you know, is it about your legacy as a human being? Are you trying to make your mark on the planet? Do you want that permanent record of, of you know, your story? Um, some of my authors have, they don't have a business goal. Maybe they want to tell the story, like I'm working with two authors right now who lost their husbands and um, both just want to capture their the legacy, the story of their husband, but also share with other widows what the journey is like and recovering from that loss and finding joy again um, and just, you know, having developing a relationship with their own grief and getting through that loss. So sometimes the goal is more, you know, I want to capture this moment in my in time and, and my journey and my season to help others in the same situation as me. And other times it's very much, you know, a business purpose. I want to launch a speaking career or I have an online course and I want to promote that. And, and so sometimes the book is very much a lead magnet for the business um, and a way for readers to test drive 
working with the author. So we really go deep in that first month into all those things and who the audience is and, and, and really that deeper purpose for the book and what they want the reader to feel and think and know and do after they put the book down. So, and then we create, we work through that first month and create their outline. And I kind of lead them through the process of, um, you know, let's document your particular method for sharing or the information that you want to share. Let's document that in a, in a logical order so that, you know, the reader who has never doesn't have maybe any experience with the author before, how does that best make sense to, to capture that information so that we explain everything so that the reader, you know, can go on a journey through the book of transformation or personal growth or whatever that, you know, kind of goal is that we have for the book. And we work in all those other things, the personal goals, the professional goals, and the financial goals that the author has for the book too. We, we work that in so that we position the book um, to meet those goals too. And so then when I'm ghostwriting, then this after that first month together, then I take over and we meet, I meet with my clients every week and we, I interview them through the book and I basically am sort of guiding them through the process of dictating their book. So they explain everything to me and it's a really fun process because it's so creative. They have ideas pop into their heads that they never thought of, or sometimes they'll have, you know, some kind of ingenious um, sort of idea that will just pop up. Um, so we'll include all of those too. And then I take those transcripts and I turn that into the written copy. So creating the book and making it fit all together beautifully. But that's the fun part is that I'm, yes, I am writing the book, but it's actually their words because they spoke, they spoke their book. And so I'm taking their words and translating that into written form, um, all packaged beautifully. And then with my author clients, um, I just coach them through the process of writing their own book. And so we meet again every week or every two weeks and I just help them, you know, guide them along and help them. We, we spend that first month doing the exact same thing, getting deep on the purpose, the mission, their audience, um, all of that, and then create that really solid outline. Then they go to town writing their book and I, I'm there to help guide them and, pick them up and they falter and help them through the self-editing process and then give them all the next steps once they have their polished manuscript um, for publication. So it's really an amazing process. And it's kind of the same process, ghostwriting and coaching. It's just that with ghostwriting, I take over the writing side of things. And with coaching, I'm helping the authors do that for themselves. So yeah, <laughs> that sounds so exciting, like to dive into the stories of so many people and so yeah. deeply, like mm -hmm. you probably get to know people e even like deeper than their closest friends know them. It's interesting because a lot of ghostwriters will say that they're also like a therapist or, you know, a counselor almost because, yeah, I, I always joke that almost every one of my authors at some point cries on a call with me because they're just what they're sharing is so sometimes it's relief that they've actually finally got to share this stuff, which is so important to them. And it's captured in a book. And there's this incredible relief when they get all of that knowledge and wisdom and, and things that they've built over a lifetime. They've actually been able to capture that in written form for all time. And there is a huge relief that comes with that and just that sense of, you know, I was here, I made my mark on the world, and I documented it. Um, and now others can use that for for the good, you know, to help themselves. And then other times, it's just, you know, 
authors will, like you said, they're sharing deeply personal things. And um, I was just working with an author who, a coaching client who um, was is recovering from spousal abuse. And her book is for others like her who are recovering from that too. And she cried a few times. And when she finished her book, she actually wrote her book in one month, which was incredible. So two months, first month we planned the book, second month she wrote it. Um, and she, she was just elated by the end of it. She was really worried going in because she was going to have to revisit difficult things. And then when she came out the other side, she said, writing this book, and she almost quit a few different times, um, but writing the book was, she said, was a major part of her personal transformation and growth and healing. And she hadn't expected that. So she cried because she was just so overwhelmed by the healing that she had gone through in the process of documenting her story. And um, it's really, it's really quite incredible watching. I had another author just last week who just in our first call, she realized um, she's a psychotherapist and she realized, I actually think that I want to be a writer. So when I'm finished my book, I think I actually want to make my living as a writer. And so just even just exploring the possibility of writing a book about mental health made her realize that I think this is actually where I want to go with my career, um, filling a dream of being a writer instead. So so that was it's really I'm very honored. I feel like the the stories that and the experiences that people share with me is you know, it's just something I hold so very close. It's like holding space for them the whole time. And and I really, really um, feel honored that they will share all those things with me. And and I, I, I you know, every single time I always tell them, you know, I I just want you to honor the fact that you you have shared and you've gone through all of this and you're sharing this for the good of so many people. There's going to be potentially thousands or even millions of people will read your story and it's an incredible thing that you have shared that with the world in that way, especially these deeply, deeply personal stories. So yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. I, I just love it. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can only imagine, you know, working so closely with people in such um, an intimate setting and with mm -hmm. so much trust. So this is really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, you, you said I'm going to jump here because this is something that yeah. you said earlier and you said that uh, you talk about the, uh, the monetary aspect of writing a book and, yes. and right now, like there are so many industries changing right now. Is the book industry changing? Like, is it easier to get a book deal or is it harder or how, what, when they have the finished manuscript, like, what do you do with it? Where do you, yeah. where do you put it? That is such a good question. So most of the authors that I work with actually self-publish their books on Amazon. And so I actually have a lot of clients. I will partner with, um, you know, I have a ref referral network of cover designers and copy editors and professional editors and um, book formatters that will help authors take their, once they have their manuscript all polished and ready to go, then we send it to a professional editor for, for them to go through that process of getting it all really, you know, professionally polished. Um, they work on getting their cover art. They get the book professionally formatted. So it's ready to print um, on usually Amazon KDP. So it's print on demand. And then they can just publish their books right away. And there's also, you know, like hybrid publishers, which will handle all of that for you. So you can go to them and, and they will sometimes they have their own author coaches in house and things like that. So they'll help 
authors through the writing process too, but then they'll take over and they manage the whole um, publishing side as well. The advantage of publishing yourself is, you know, my clients can, from the time that we first meet until their time, the, their book is in their hands can be as short as six months. But when you go with the traditionally published route, it usually takes at least two, like two years, I think is considered quick <laughs> for traditional publishers. And, and so, you know, if you're trying to write a short, punchy book for the purpose of growing your business, self-publishing on Amazon is great because, you know, you don't have to, it's quick. It, it doesn't cost a lot. You might be investing in someone like me to help you with the coaching um, or even ghostwriting. You have to hire someone to create a great book cover for you and those things too. But, but then, you know, you get to decide when to press go on the publish publication button and then your book is available worldwide 24 7 on amazon and you don't have to order copies of your book and have them sitting in your garage because sometimes publishers will um you have to order a specific number of copies of books and sell them yourself and things like that but when you self-publish on amazon the book is printed when it is sold so it's really really efficient that way too um and you don't ask the author you don't have to manage the shipping or any of that um, so it's really as simple as uploading like a PDF document online and having that book available on Amazon anytime for somebody to buy. The traditional publishing route still works for some t- people. Sometimes that is just the way that they want to go. But like you said, it's um, difficult to get a book deal. And usually you would do a proposal. Um, I'm actually doing a workshop right now with uh, with an author who teaches authors how to do book proposals for uh traditional publishers because that's the route that she chooses and many authors like to just have that um that experience but it's not it isn't necessary at all anymore we don't we don't need traditional publishers to be able to write and publish books and grow our businesses that way so yeah (laughs) so for me mostly working with self-publishing beautiful that sounds really that sounds really empowering because I remember when I was I think I was 12 or 13 and I thought I'm going to write a book I'm going to write a book and then um I was like okay but where do I send it what do I do with it and it was like yeah I actually wrote um to a big uh what is it called um the publisher and yeah. I said hey uh what do I need to do if I want to write a book and they're like well you have to write blah 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 you have to do this and this and I have to do this and this and if you don't you know have a you know if you're not publicly known then it's hardly unlikely that uh we will publish yeah. your book uh, unless it's really really good and you yeah. know you're at like 12 13 and you're just crafting your dreams and thinking about what am I gonna do yeah it's like okay I'm probably not gonna do that yeah I know it's really tricky and and you know often publishers require you to have an agent before they'll even look at your manuscript and so that's a whole nother process that you have to go through finding an agent. And so you, you can, you know, you hear about authors who've been rejected. I don't, I, there's Stephen King and JK Rowling all have their stories about how many times their books were rejected by publishers. But when you self publish, (laughs) you have all the control. And the other thing is that traditional publishers often um, take ownership of your book. So you can't just, you know, you can't necessarily create an audio book if you want to, or translate it into other languages and, they kind of sometimes if you write a subsequent book, they have first rights of refusal and things like that. So when you work with a hybrid publisher, which is one that will help you, you know, that you pay 
for them to help you through the publication process, or you just do it yourself um, on something like Amazon, you hold all of the ownership of your book and you have complete control over, you know, what you want to do with it. And if you want to translate it or create an audiobook or have it sold in other countries, um, you have complete control over that, which is really, really nice. So kind of, you know, works differently for different, different authors, but I mostly work with with authors who are self-publishing because then it's so attainable. And like I said, you can go from the first glimmer of an idea to having your book in your hands in six months. So, (laughs) which is pretty amazing. That's amazing, isn't it? Yes. And you said earlier that one of your clients, you know, within two months had finished her book. She finished her book two months, yeah. So what is that process that you have created that makes it so easy to write a book within like a month? Yeah. You know, I think it works for some authors that can write it that quickly and some can't, but I think like my, my method that I've developed, I call it plan well, write fast. Um, and I, the emphasis is on the planning because when you plan it really well, when you go through this, the proper steps to really create and craft and hone that idea and, and pick the right book for that author at that time. So really going deep on what their goals are. What, you know, I always get them to journal the first, after our first meeting together. Um, in five years, what does your life look like personally, professionally and financially because you wrote this book? And so that gets them to really, and then we position the book to get them there. So the book is very much designed to fill those goals. And that means shifting sometimes the content that goes in there because we're really trying to speak to the audience that needs that book and, um, you know, drive. Like, for instance, if you wanted to launch a speaking career, um, books that work really well for speakers are ones that follow like a, a specific set of steps or a framework because people who hire speakers really like you to have a format like that. Like I've got a 10 step process to whatever it is that you do. So those, you know, we might, we think about that when we're writing a book, if you want to launch a speaking career, let's write the book in such a way that you basically have a framework for keynote speeches that you would give and things like that, where you could sell your book at the event and things like that. So we really carefully craft that. And then just having that carefully crafted outline so they know exactly it's like okay I've got a roadmap I've got it all here it's very detailed I know you know when you set up the book document which I do for them I set the book document all up with the chapters the chapter headings and everything all ready to go so that their manuscript is just sitting there (laughs) and sometimes I'll tell them you know take the outline bullet point notes and you can copy and paste straight into that chapter so that it gets you started so you're not staring at a blank page And then we use all kinds of things like dictation works really well because I can, I can speak about, um, I can speak about 10,000 words in an hour. So it would take me a long time to sit down and write 10,000 words. I mean, I can write pretty fast too, but dictation is amazing. I have an author right now who, um, she has a learning disability. And so she is using dictation because she hates like typing things out is very onerous for her and her brain just doesn't work that way. And so she's using dictation and she's dictating straight into her Google speech using voice to text. And so she talks and the words appear in her book document. And now you have an editing project on your hands instead of a writing project. So she goes back and um, 
works through that, you know, we kind of call that the rough draft. When she speaks into her book, there's your rough draft and now you just need to polish it up. And so, you know, that for that month, writing her book in a month, of course, that was a rough draft. And so then we spend another several weeks. Sometimes it's two weeks. Sometimes it's another month. Sometimes authors even take a little bit longer than that to really hone it and and tweak it and polish it and refine it. But that first draft, yeah, you can write very quickly when you use something like dictation or when you just have that very careful writing plan. And then, of course, you know, there's all the things that if they run into roadblocks, then I'm there to help them sort of unblock. And I think this is kind of where your topic of flow really comes into play, because I love how you talk about, you know, a lot of people think that in order to really get into a state of flow, we need to use our whole brain or more of our brain, but actually it's the opposite is true. We need to close. And that's kind of what I, I, I coach authors on is closing down things like their internal editor because the internal editor gets to have her chance later. She She's like a separate person in this whole thing. You know, when we're in creative mode, this is a time for shutting the editor down and getting rid of distractions and letting it just um, allowing it to be messy and allowing people to just kind of brain dump um, everything and download what's in their brain onto the page. And so that has the big thing to do with it is being able to write that first draft quickly. A lot of that is actually just, you know, consciously turning off all the other things and getting rid of all those distractions so that your words can just flow out of your mind and onto the page and using all the tips and tricks like dictation and things like that to, to make it happen quickly. But yeah. And it's amazing to see because, you know, I've been writing for 18 years um, professionally and to see somebody who has never written a book before write their first draft, you know, 30, 35,000 words in a month. These are usually shorter books, but that is an incredible feat. Um, So I'm, I'm always just blown away by by how fast people are able to do that but yeah does that answer your question I think there's you know it yes it does and I and I love your passion I love your passion when you talk about it I love listening to you and you said two little things that I I want to pick up because once you said I'm here when something blocks you and you talked about my favorite topic flow so what are there certain techniques or certain things that one can do if we are experienced writer's block? You know, yeah. because I think everybody has experienced or heard of the word writer's block before. But yeah. how do we overcome writer's block to get into writer's flow again? Yeah, my favorite people probably get tired of hearing me talk about dictation, but The thing is, you know, we've all heard about writer's block and most of us have experienced it. Um, But there's no such thing as talker's block, right? Have you ever heard anybody say, I have speaker's block? (laughs) Pretty much nobody talks about having talker's block. So I always say, and I kind of joke, but it's totally serious. If you can talk, you can write. And the types of books that I'm helping authors with are very conversational and we want them to be written in their voice and we want it to sound like them so that when somebody picks up their book, you know, they can tell that they wrote this and it's, it's congruent with the way that they show up on their social media and the way, you know, if I met you in real life, your book would sound the same as talking to you in person. And so that's why I love talking through books so much 
And actually, when I'm coaching with clients, um, we record all of the calls. And so, you know, even those first, especially those first calls when we're planning their outline, they're explaining all these concepts to me and they're going deep into it and they're pulling everything that's coming from their subconscious mind. And so they are in that flow. They get in that flow state verbally when they're talking about that their book. And so we record the calls and then I actually have them transcribe them because boom, now you just you just spoke your way through half of the chapters in your book while we were planning it. So we use that too, because um, that is, and, and, you know, when we talk through things, we can access those deeper or subconscious and things like that. Because when we're typing on a keyboard, that internal editor kicks in and we cannot edit and compose at the same time. So that's why I love talking. So when whenever someone's blocked, that's the first place I tell them is to start talking about your book. Even if you don't dictate your whole book, just start talking about it. Even if it's just to yourself or on your walk or whatever, talk, talk through your book, pull up your outline and just start explaining it to, you know, pretend there's somebody there. I had one couple that were, they have a podcast together and they were writing a book about business, running family businesses. And they, they ran into this problem on oh, my internal editor and, and it's just shutting me down. And so I said, just pretend, just bring your husband in and sit down and talk through like you're having a podcast episode. And that's what they did. They tried it <laughs> because they knew how to get into the flow of their ideas and the ideas would just release and unlock. So I think that that is really important. And also, you know, it's just like, it's just something that you have to consciously keep when the editor comes in, you have to say, nope, nope, you're going to get your turn. This is just, this is just my time. And really allowing the words to be messy. They can sound awful. The writing can be bad. Like allow yourself to have bad writing and just keep going because it's something the brain needs to learn how to do. You have to, you know, you don't just sit down and it comes naturally and you just go straight into the flow state. It takes time and it sometimes it'll take me a while, you know, like I, I will sit down and, and I'm just feeling a little tired or whatever. It takes so much energy actually to submerge. I would say it's almost like, I don't know if you've experienced this before, but I know, you know, when I'm working on books and things for people, I have to get into this deep brain state. And it, it takes time and energy to access that. Once I'm in there, the river just carries you, right? <laughs> yes. You've experienced this before. Yes. But there is that incredible expenditure of energy to get into that state sometimes. And and it, when you come out of it too, it can be like, whoa, three hours just went by. I didn't even notice. But then afterwards you sort of, poof. so I think part of that is just allowing yourself to take that time. You're not going to just sit down and go into flow. Sometimes it takes me an hour. Sometimes it takes me all day. Sometimes it's boom, I'm straight into it. And, but you just keep writing anyways, training your brain that, you know, when I sit down at the keyboard or whatever, um, it's okay for it to, to not flow. <laughs> it's okay to not, it's okay to actually write not in a state of flow because it also takes practice. So the more you do it and the more you just keep going, and letting it be a bit of a mess, the more you you start to unlock that ability and get into it quicker. Yes. And when the one thing that you said, I just want to pick that up. It's okay to suck. You yeah. Know, it's completely it's okay. fine to suck sometimes. Yeah. And yes. And also getting into flow can be hard, especially when you have so much on your mind. You know, when your mind is so distracted with 
I don't know, your family, your kids, pickup times, yeah. fridge, house stuff, you know, um, when you're a single mom or a single dad, you know, you have you have work overload in your head and then sit down, you know, and be like ultra focused on what you're going to do. Ooh. Busy heart. Yeah. Do you know what I really love is um, a couple of years ago, I picked up The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> I love that book. And so she says, you know, the for her, it's the morning pages and the artist date. And the morning pages are three, first thing in the morning, you write about three pages and you just, it's, she calls it like windshield wipers for the soul because, and for your brain, because you just, you get rid of all that extra stuff. You just bleh, all the things, the distractions, like you said, it's about whittling down, getting rid of the distractions, turning off your phone and things like that. But sometimes we also just need to brain dump the extra stuff that's in our head. And then it's like, okay, I captured that in my journal. I always tell people to go to your journal, go right straight back to your journal. If you're having trouble, if all those fails journal, because then you can just, and, and there's nothing unlocks the flow state, like a journal, because there's no pressure there. You're not supposed to be brilliant there. You're just writing down your thoughts and feelings. But you know, the idea of the morning pages is of course, is to do that in the morning. So you get all that stuff off of your mind and down on paper, it's recorded. You're not going to forget anything. And then now you've kind of just released a bunch of those distractions. And then the artist date, um, the idea there is that you take yourself on an artist date once a week and for an hour or two hours. And it's just supposed to be fun. It's it's all about play and just letting ourselves play. And, and when we go out, we go to an art gallery or go to a coffee shop and read a brand new magazine we picked up or whatever it is that you decide to do on your artist date. It's just about kind of giving yourself some new experiences and other things to kind of help you feel safe in your, in your creative space, because it's hard to get into that flow state state when we don't feel safe for whatever reason. And so sometimes that feeling of safety just means I'm too critical of my writing or whatever. And so these are just tips and tricks that you can use, but I wanted to read you a quote because I was looking back in my morning, original morning pages journal and Julia Cameron says, morning pages are powerful. You may experience them as a river. You may also experience them as a boat. Through morning pages, you will encounter the propulsion of creative flow underlying and informing all life. That flow may feel so strong that you will need the morning pages to travel comfortably, comfortably in its celerity. And I just thought of you when I read that because <laughs> I just wanted to read that to you because I, yeah, I mean, I thought, yeah, how beautifully you can't really capture that any more perfectly than that. Yes, absolutely. And I think this is the perfect ending for our conversation. Like I could talk to you forever. We already I know. have so many other, I know and it's like, oh, geez, how much more? Yeah, I could, I could just talk on and on about all these different topics and tips and tricks, but. <laughs> yes, but there are always more episodes. You yes, know? there are always more episodes. We we are coming to an end of the first season of 52 Weeks of Flow, but there's always a second season and a third season. And there's always more room for good flow conversation. Yeah. So Adrian, thank you so much for coming on. If there's one more thing that you could share with our audience, what would that be? Mm. One more thing I would say is really important is to set the scene for your creativity 
make sure that you develop some rituals and habits to give your brain a signal that, okay, it's time to sit down and write. It's a cup of tea. Maybe it's a certain type of music that you play. Maybe it's, you know, creating a cozy surrounding in your office with candles. And over time, your brain will learn these are signals that it's time to write. And that will help you get into that flow state much quicker just because we're using the power of neurology to to kind of help unlock that creative state. Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming here and sharing all your wisdom with us. All how you can connect with Adrian will be in the podcast description. Uh, But please tell our audience how they can reach you. Maybe they don't have anything to write down right now. Absolutely. Um, so if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on Instagram at Adrian Dara Book Coach and I'm on LinkedIn as well. You can also download a book planner that I have, which is kind of like a 25 page condensed version of the book I'm working on about how to write a book. And you can find that at planwellwritefast.com. And yeah, just connect with me that way, because then, you know, if you join my email community, then I will be sending you tips all of the time. And I do have a coaching program, of course, that is ongoing. I'm actually working on developing a group coaching program, and I want to make sure I do that really well. So I might be beta testing soon. So if any listeners are interested in kind of reaching out and finding more about what that might look like, then that's something that I'm working on right now. So yeah. Oh, and I have a website, of course. Yes. AdrianDyer.com. Yeah. AdrianDyer.com. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Everybody, go over to AdrianDyer.com, connect to Adrian, and get into that beta testing course of how to write a book. This is really, (laughs) really cool. Thank you for this opportunity. You're so welcome. And thank you so much for having me on today. I had so much fun. Me too. And that's it. That's it for today. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening to us and staying with us until the end. I'm giving you a virtual high five right now because you are part of the flow community right now. If you have 10 seconds, then please go and rate and review the show. That would mean the world to me. And it will help me also bring on more amazing guests that share their knowledge and their wisdom with us so you can flow easily through life. If you have any questions or suggestions, please come over at www.superwoman.coach or connect with me at moving underscore river on Instagram. And head on over, give me those questions, give me those suggestions, and we will see how we can incorporate them. And it will also help me pick out really, really cool subjects for the next episodes. All right, everybody. We, Like I said before, we are moving closer to the end of season one. If you have not yet, then jump to the to the beginning where I tell you all about the flow state in a more scientific way. So, And until next week, keep shining, keep learning, keep growing, and keep flowing.